Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Tragedies on Screen podcast. There are movies that should never be seen by anyone, and it's our job to watch them all. I'm Mike, and with me, as always, is my beautiful angel honeybee wife, Jessica. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Cha-cha-cha-cha, indeed. This is episode 9 of our podcast, and part 1 of our two-part special on the Left Behind series, as next week we will actually go to the movies to watch the movie Left Behind 2, Rise of the Antichrist. But for this week, we watched the 2014 remake of the 2000, I guess, entire series, Left Behind. So, bit of background here. This was actually a book series by Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins, literally just called the Left Behind series. It was uh, apparently a best-selling series with 16 novels about the end of days. I mean, it only took God one book to write about the end of days, and they're out here writing 16 of them. And these were actually novels. They weren't like non-fiction philosophical books about what might happen during the end of times or predictions. No, these were fiction novels with actual characters and plots and God knows what else. I didn't read them. I'm sure you didn't either, but they did exist. So these novels started a film series in the year 2000, but all three of the movies went direct to VHS or DVD. Remember VHS? They still existed in 2000. Um, so Kirk Cameron started in these movies. So if you're familiar with him, he's in a lot of religious stuff. He created his own weird religious movies. And I'm not saying religion is weird. I'm saying his religious movies are weird. So, I mean, it makes sense that he was in those movies. And then they actually created a video game about the series. I'm not lying about this. It came out in 2006. You can look it up where you use the power of prayer to defeat your enemies. That's not a joke. Seriously, look this up. It's real. So all of this, the series, the book series, the video game, the movies were based on the Christian, mostly Protestant belief of the rapture, where all of the good Christians will be raptured and everybody else will be left behind to face seven years of what are called tribulations, where they'll face, depending on the belief, everything from plague to war to famine to having to watch terrible Nicolas Cage movies, <laughs> you know, all terrible things that are signed of the end times. So the owning studio, the original owning studio that made the terrible 2000 direct-to-DVD movies got into a legal battle with the studio that made this movie over who actually had the rights to own, uh, to publish these movies. And now I'm hoping that they were arguing that the other side had the rights to the movie and not them. Like, no, you make the damn movie. No, no, I can't. You do it. <laughs> Um, because no rational person would want the rights to these movies. That's okay. And uh, the movie was so bad that actual religious magazines told readers not to watch the movie. Like, actual magazines were like, hey, don't watch this. 
And I just want to point out that, that we have back-to-back weeks with movies that have 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Also, both movies starred uh, Academy Award-winning actors. So last week we had Dark Tide, which has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes and Halle Berry. And this week we have Left Behind, which has 0% and stars Nicolas Cage. So anyways, babe, after they settled their legal disputes here, what plot did they come up with? So... The movie starts out with the daughter, her name is Chloe, returning home from college to visit her family because it's her dad's birthday. Um, Her dad, generally you just refer to him or he's referred to as Captain Steel because he pilots a plane Um, and that's who Nicolas Cage plays. After, so she has to take a flight home, um, and after she lands, she calls home, and that's when she finds out her dad is flying out to London. It's supposed to be this, like, last minute, couldn't get out of it flight, um, so he's not gonna be there to see her. And so, understandably, the daughter is pretty pissed, um, but she stays at the airport to see her dad between flights. During this time, she sees Buck Williams, who's played by Chad Michael Murray. He's like this famous journalist, and he's basically being accosted by some Karen type of a woman who's saying how the world is going to end and is spewing all this stuff. And Chloe basically comes over, shuts down the Karen type woman, um, saying how like, you know, the God that she knows wouldn't do that and da 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 da. Um and so this is really where Chloe and Buck's relationship starts. Um, they sit down with each other and they get to know each other. Um and this is when we find out that Chloe's mom, played by Leah Thompson, is also a believer um, that true the world's... True believer, TM copyright. Exactly, true, belie- true believer that the world is going to come to an end as well and that this is a bit of tension between Chloe and the mom. We see Captain Steele awkwardly flirting with a flight attendant and Chloe sees this. Um, her dad you know, comes over to Chloe, greets her, and reiterates that he had a flight um, that's last minute and that he wished she knew she was coming. And um, and earlier in the conversation that Chloe had with the mom, it sounded like he did know. Like, it's all very, like, you can just tell he's lying sort of thing. Um, so anyway, they have this, like, half-hearted, like, miss ya, love ya, that sort of thing. Um, and he basically just pieces out to get to his next flight um and this is when chloe heads home and buck goes on his flight which happens to be with captain steel so they're on the same flight um chloe and her mom have this weird tiff over religion um and it seems like her mom is recently religious and it really doesn't go into it too much, but you can just tell that Chloe's very uncomfortable with it. Um, and and not, so is Captain Steel. You can yeah. tell because he had bought tickets to a concert in London, his flight destination, two weeks prior to, quote-unquote, suddenly being called to fly there. Exactly. So it's like the family is definitely... 
going through a weird time, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and so then Chloe leaves with her brother to go have some fun at a mall. And at this time, her dad is over the Atlantic with his flight from New York to London. And then all of a sudden, all the children, babies, and some adults vanish. And all hell breaks loose. Um, everyone basically starts going crazy because their loved ones are missing. And some people are thinking that they've been kidnapped or whatever. Um, and so basically for the rest of the movie, it's everyone trying to figure out where the quote unquote good people went. Um, some coming to the conclusion that, hey, this is the rapture and that's where they went. Um and so that's part of the movie. The other part of the movie is actually getting the plane down safely because, you know, um, as planes do when the rapture happens, they tend to collide with one another. And so Captain Steele's plane that he's manning is spewing fuel. And so he's running out of fuel. He needs to land the plane safely. And him and his daughter are able to coordinate and get the plane to land on like um, a road that's getting, that's like closed due to construction. And so, you know, everyone lands safe but yet they realize that this is the end of days and whatnot. So basically, that's the movie. I mean, that pretty much is. I mean, the one thing that you um, we, we didn't mention here is that um, Buck and Chloe start to have a relationship where Buck is suddenly talking to Captain Steele on the plane like he's known her for forever, even though they only had like a half an hour conversation in the airport so buck is like we must get back to chloe while he's on the plane with captain steel and like saying oh i'll call chloe she'll pick up for me and basically like captain steel is saying oh yeah you can't get chloe to change her mind on too many things and buck is just like yeah i know that's just who she is though it's like dude you had a half an hour conversation with her in an airport how exactly do you know her honestly (laughs) and they were acting like they're in love with each other and it's just weird i don't understand that at at all but yeah that's pretty much the movie they try to land the plane they land the plane it's suspenseful that they might not land the plane um but and it just ends and then it just sort of ends and that while that is a always sunny reference it's kind of not because that's what happens they land and everything is on fire and burning down and i don't know it's the end of the world end of days and that's it that's the movie so there are definitely a lot of things wrong with this movie. Um, aside from everything. Aside from everything. Some particulars. Um, so again, we have our top five things that are wrong. So the fifth worst thing, <laughs> babe. Oh, I mean, some of these action scenes are just absolutely stupid. Like, they don't make any sense. 
So there's a scene just after the rapture happens where a car speeds into, like, through the mall. So Chloe is standing there. Her little brother, who looks like he's 12, 13, has just been raptured because, you know, he's a child and a true believer in God. And so he's been raptured. True believer, TM copyright. (laughs) And so... And then a car just crashes through the mall because it has no driver. Even though if a car had no driver, it would probably slow down and start rolling and not just speed up and speed through, you know, a wall in the middle of a mall. It would probably just roll to a stop and maybe hit the outside of the mall or something. And then there's a scene in the plane where there's another plane in the sky and they... And they have to narrowly avoid flying into the other plane, but, you know, the sky is huge. The planes aren't going to collide with each other, even if there is no pilot. The plane would have been on autopilot and continuing on its path. It wouldn't have suddenly diverted course and gone into the plane that somebody else was flying. The sky! Look how big it is! Look up, everybody! Look how big that sky (laughs) is! Do you think two things are going to collide with each other? Birds don't collide with each other. Birds rarely even collide with planes. So, my goodness. My My goodness. goodness. Some of these... And then, like... I don't know, they land and everything's on fire, but why is everything on fire? What? It it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever and that goes into the number four worst thing it's like the whole society is crumbling but for no reason so it's like yes a ton of people all of a sudden disappeared but why are (laughs) because thanos Uh but why is the radio not like working you know like simple basic things right (laughs) so the reason that chloe has to help them land and coordinate a place to land on the freeway is because captain steel can't get his radio to actual the air tower at the actual airport to work so he has to make a cell phone call. But why isn't the radio working? It's only working intermittently. Would radios go out if suddenly Christians left the earth? I <laughs> Christians mean, control the radio. Yeah, that's that's a conspiracy theory no one saw coming. It was actually the Christians that control everything. Um, so and then, you know, other weird things happen. Like at the end of the movie, everything is on fire for some reason. And the jet was spewing fire fuel and caught fire and why what about the end of the world and people disappearing made these things happen like we're not told anything else is happening it wasn't like fires started shooting from the sky like it wasn't like all of a sudden the end of days whatever i don't know what happens but like tribulations the tribulations it wasn't like the tribulations had started um it was literally just I don't know. All hell broke loose for no reason. Um, And it wasn't like his radio broke. And that's why, like, how we told, how we discussed that, you know, the, another plane kind of crashed into it. It wasn't like its radio box was broken or anything like that. So literally there was no reason for the radio to not work. And I mean, if cell phone towers are still working, like, I understand cell phones 
being a little busy because the towers are obviously going to be used and blah, 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 blah. But if they can get through on cell phones, then why the hell can't they get through on radios? Yeah, right. And they obviously should be able to. Radios have been used since, you know, the 30s. And, and you know, that's why they're reliable technology. And suddenly they don't work. So, I don't know. It didn't make any sense. It didn't bother trying to explain why this suddenly happened. Um, I mean, in the Avengers, when half the people disappeared, everything still worked. Nothing crazy happened. Um, you know, then Robert Downey Jr. saved everyone as Iron Man. So that's a better movie about the rapture. Uh, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, and that also kind of leads us to our third worst thing, is that this movie that is all about this rapture happening and and really trying to get the point across that, like, you know, you should be a good Christian and believe in the rapture and stuff like that, or this is going to happen to you. They don't even explain the rapture. So, like, for me, I'm not a very religious person. I don't know these things. I didn't go to CCD or whatever. These people wouldn't have gone to CCD either, considering CCD is a Catholic thing, and the Catholics don't believe in the rapture. Well, I didn't go to anything like that or pseudo-related to that. (laughs) Well, you did go to a group that wanted to worship George Bush, I'm just saying. I know. I got got confused. (laughs) I did not realize what was happening. (laughs) Um... So, uh, it just didn't explain it. And so, if you're really trying to push this idea that people need to be true believers, then you should probably explain it a little bit more. Explain what they should be believing in. Exactly. Um, And the other part of it, too, is... So, we got remember that weird Karen type at the beginning of the movie? They were really showing that, hey, she's a true believer. And the mom, she's a true believer. But they never showed them getting raptured. So, I mean, we can assume that, especially for the mom, because, you know, the mom wasn't there anymore. Her shower was running, though. Her shower was running, yeah, exactly. When they came back to the house. So, she, she was disappeared slash raptured but because god is a pervert he raptured her in oh the my god stop um but well well he's rapturing everyone naked their clothes are always there wow so. my god <laughs> no wonder all those little boys it's the birthday stop <laughs> it oh my god um uh, husband <laughs> i don't think they know you like that yet <laughs> he's an extremely sarcastic man okay anyway moving on Oh, <laughs> the things I deal with. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, it's like you, I would feel like to get the point across, like to really make that connection, like, hey, these are the believers and these are the ones that are being raptured slash saved or whatever, then you need to show them actually being raptured. Yeah. And, you know, actually show why they're being raptured. I mean, I guess it's heavily implied, but we don't even know what the rapture is, which is kind of why I went into it in the background, because you need that background information to understand what is going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, people just straight up disappeared, and then there's a bunch of disasters. Well, if you didn't know that belief, like if you weren't part of that religion and didn't do, you know, any sort of background on a religion you're not a part of which i mean why why would a lot of people do that before going to watch a movie you know um you wouldn't really know what's going on so 
the yeah it doesn't tell you what the rapture is it just says oh all these good people were taken uh, my wife told me this was going to happen okay well what is it what happened and what's going to happen mm-hmm. no nope, never explained it really isn't so if you didn't know that then you'd be completely lost throughout this entire movie yeah i was kind of lost <laughs> i was asking husband a lot of questions um, and then, so, the number two worst thing about this movie is the acting. A lot of the acting is just straight-up atrocious. Um, even for Nicolas Cage, it's <laughs> it's really bad. I mean, he's, you know, to quote Abed, a cat, a sexy cat. I'm a cur. A sexy cat. He's, it's just some of the lines. Like, he, when everybody gets raptured he you know and he suddenly realizes what happened because he had heard his wife talk about it he goes how did she know she knew everything down to the last detail that their clothes would still be here it's like okay well those aren't really you know tiny details those are anybody who subscribes to or believes in that religion believes this this is something that they're taught like how did she know that was going to happen well because she was part of that religion that'd be like if ragnarok happened and i ask somebody named sven how did you know this was going to happen and it's like well because man (laughs) you know there's several different religions out there and either multiple of them are going to be right or one of them is bound to be right and other people can be like oh you know, this is a generally accepted belief among a large group of people. How is it strange to him that she knew exactly what was going to happen? That doesn't make any sense to me. So, anyway, <laughs> that's not the only bad line. I just kind of went on a tangent there because that's the one that stood out to me for being so incredibly stupid. Um, the other one is Chloe saying, the God my mother talked about would never do something like this, despite the fact that her mother was basically telling her that this exact thing was going to happen as evidenced by the fact that her father said that she knew exactly what was going to happen. So obviously the God that your mother was talking about would do exactly what he said he was going to do. (laughs) So again, and these aren't the lines are delivered. I don't even know. It's bad acting. I can't even describe how they're delivered. It's just, melodramatic overly dramatic yet under delivered at the same time like they're trying to put drama into their voice but they can't quite manage it so it comes off as overly fake (laughs) Uh, that's the best that i can think of it's like they knew this movie was complete garbage and couldn't put their hearts into it (laughs) yeah possibly and just i bet the lines themselves didn't help in oh yeah no the lines (laughs) are stupid um, and then the top worst thing about this movie, as you could probably assume, is the whole pushing this religion thing. So, like we've talked about with Christian Mingle, there's nothing wrong with believing in whatever you believe in. So I think the belief of the rapture, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, um, so... Sorry, I'm just trying to read my notes and us get back into our phone. Yes, we, we apologize for the lower quality <laughs> there of this we go. episode because we're on vacation and we didn't bring our laptop. So we're recording on my phone. Here we go, here we go. We are getting it to you. <laughs> so anyway, um, 
Yeah, so, like, there's nothing wrong believing in whatever you believe in, but I think there's something, there's a difference between, hey, this is what one group of people believe in, and, like, pushing it and kind of getting across a dangerous message. So, for instance, so the rapture is supposed to be all about good Christians who believe in the rapture are those that will get raptured. Well, on the plane, there was a Muslim man who was praying and helping out um, during the whole commotion. And we don't really know him, you know, uh, like, was he a good person or a bad person? It's like, we don't know. But the thing is, the movie is implying overall that, like, hey, he's not getting raptured because he's a Muslim. Yes. You know, because he's not believing um, in Christianity in the rapture. Yeah, he's not believing in the right God. So he's going to be left behind and therefore is not a true believer, TM Copyright. Exactly. And then there was other people, too, that you would say, like, okay, how are they not a good person? Um, And that's where it's like, okay, maybe it's because maybe they're not Christian or maybe they just didn't believe in the rapture part. So, like, for instance, there was this old couple on the flight. Um, One of them was, like, an older woman who obviously had, like, dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that because Earlier, she was getting confused as being, like, home or not. Um, And so it's like, okay, if you're someone who doesn't have all of their faculties intact, like, how are, like, how are you not a good person? Like, if you're going to rapture all the children, I don't know what age they go up to, but, like, if you're going to rapture all the children who are Christian or not Christian or believe in the rapture or don't believe in the rapture, like, how do you not also rapture those who aren't completely there, like, mentally? Because they cannot believe in God, babe, and therefore they are left aside, left behind. But, but the kids didn't have to believe in God. Well, Jesus said, let the children come to me. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then the other example is Buck. So the one played by Chad Michael Murray. He does... Not Chaz Michael Michaels, which would have made <laughs> this movie significantly better. Right. Um, but, like, he's helping the entire time. Like, trying to calm down the passengers. He's helping out, you know, Captain Steel, doing all of these things, um, coordinating with Chloe down below. Like... He's obviously a good person. Like, it wasn't, like, his whole character, you just seemed like, okay, he's a good person who does, who tries to do good things. Like, it never brought up anything sketchy in his past or something like that. Other than the fact that he falls in love with people he met for a half an hour at an airport. <laughs> um, And so it's like, okay, he's not raptured and Chloe's not raptured. So, so again, that's really indicating that it doesn't matter if you're a good or bad person. It's like you're not going to get raptured unless you're Christian and you believe in the rapture. Right. So, and, and there was this priest who didn't get raptured because he was a non-believer for a time. Or, and then they have a weird conversation. Yeah, that was weird. It was basically... Uh, so, 
it was Chloe's mom's priest. Um, and so he basically explains that he didn't get raptured because he didn't actually truly believe in what he was preaching. And so her mom was able to get raptured from his teachings, but not him. Right. And speaking of Chloe's mom, after Chloe storms off, uh, one of my favorite parts and that I don't have included as my favorite scene but one of my favorite parts is Chloe storms off grabs her brother and they drive off to the mall and Chloe's mom goes up to the window kind of like a dog and presses her face and hands against the window like hey where are you going <laughs> hey I'm so sad what's going on <laughs> It's ridiculous. That's a little ridiculous. Do you want to explain your other favorite scene? You've already kind of talked about it a little bit but oh god. Yeah, so my favorite scene was when Nicolas Cage says uh, how does she? How did my wife know this was going to happen? She knew this down to the last detail, the clothes, everything else. And I mean, I explained why I found this scene to be completely ridiculous because that's a generalized belief that a lot of people actually believe in. So if this were to happen, there would be a large group of people who would have quote unquote known that this was going to happen because that's what their religion is. That's what their belief is so how did she know well because she was part of the religion that believed in that kind of like if you know the the catholic belief that jesus were to return and judge us all at once someone that would ask me well how did you know it's like well that's my religion man that's what a whole bunch of except people believe so it's a widely accepted belief it's you know, something a lot of people believe in, so that line doesn't make any damn sense. And that's what I'll leave it as. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite scene was when the daughter comes back home, and so she's having this discussion with her, with her mom, and the mom is starting to bring up, like... The rapture and stuff like that but the the daughter like immediately cuts her off and is like I don't want to get into it like I just got home but da, da, da. so the thing about this that's kind of weird is one this would have been a great time to explain the rapture you know and stuff like that um to those who aren't familiar um and then also it's like Chloe is unproportionately or disproportionately mad at her mom like the reaction is just kind of weird and so it's like you can only assume it's because the mom has tried to have this conversation with her maybe like a lot of times and she's just done with it or whatever but the movie really makes it seem like that like just kind of vilifying Chloe kind of and making the mom just seem like super innocent and stuff so it just kind of like made it be like, you know, this is why Chloe isn't getting raptured and she could have been, you know. Although, I guess if we're going to be completely fair, Chloe did call her mom crazy because she's like, hey, you're not the only crazy person. I met another crazy woman at the airport. That's pretty much close to the exact yep. line. Yep. So that kind of started to instigate that. And then, you know, her mom tries to have a conversation. That's when Chloe gets pissed off. So... Yeah. It's just a very awkward. Like, basically all relationships with Chloe are, like, mad awkward. So, like, that with her mom, with her dad, she knowing that he's lying and stuff like that. And then also the relationship with Buck. Like, how it goes from zero to 60. Yeah, and... I mean, she fell, she fell in love with him. That's her only great relationship. The man she met a half an hour ago at the airport. 
Exactly. So, babe, do you feel this movie is so bad it's good or so bad it's just bad? So bad it's bad, and it's another one of those movies that are telling you if you're not believing the right way, you're a bad person, and you're going to be left behind. And kind of like Christian Mingle, if you don't believe the way that I do, you're wrong and you're bad, which is dangerous to tell people. I agree. I agree. Um, I will admit that as a story, like itself, like if it wasn't pushing the whole like religious piece on it, on us or on the viewers, um, it is pretty thrilling, you know, with all the crazy stuff kind of happening around you and, you know, cars crashing into stuff and being like, okay, if this were to happen, a lot of things would go crazy in an unarmed, you know, or unmanned um, plane, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, like, okay, wow, thrilling, but it's not good. <laughs> it is so bad, it's just bad. Yeah, and I mean, this movie, Jess and I were talking about this beforehand, it's kind of almost like the same vein as Catwoman, which is, it's a movie where completely asinine things are happening, but it's worse than Catwoman because while in Catwoman asinine things are happening, they're not telling you you're a bad person if you don't believe in Bot or Bast, the cat god. So, yeah, it's kind of in that same breath, I think. Yeah. So, when it comes to our lists for this week, so you know how we have that, like, recommended watching list with recommended in quotes, really, because, um, so Grizzly 2 is our number one, which I sincerely do recommend. It's yes. fantastic. I believe, it's a great movie. I believe Grizzly 2 is the only movie we actually recommend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we have Flatliners, Morbius, Left Behind would be number four and then Santa Claus right underneath that at number five. So the only reason it's kind of high-ish on our list is just because when it comes to like being an entertaining movie, it is fairly entertaining um, with all the stuff going on and the like suspense thriller aspect of it. But you know, put a little asterisk next to it though and make sure you don't feel like pressured. To, to go to one religion or the other. Yeah. And then our WTF list. Um, so it's down there with Catwoman, like Mike said. So this is towards the bottom of our list um, because it's definitely close to being WTF, um, but not the most. Yeah, it's not the most WTF. The most WTF is still Rollerball, which is by far the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. It is going to take something monumental to topple that as the worst movie I've ever seen. Agreed. And then Grizzly 2, because Grizzly 2 is just a bunch of random scenes mashed together with stock footage. Even though it's amazing, it's not much of a movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's a WTF kind of movie for sure. Um... And then Christian Mingle is definitely a WTF movie because while it's a movie, it's kind of like a Hallmark schlocky movie with, you know, if you don't believe the same way as me, you're wrong. And if you don't believe as hard as me, you're wrong message. So, yep. And then after that is left behind because, you know... We, everything we literally just talked about. Exactly. And then after that is Catwoman, because Catwoman well, is just an asinine movie. It's a 
put together. It's an actual movie, like from start to finish. It's an actual movie, but it is terrible. And just super cringy. I think it's the cringiness for me. Yeah, the cringe factor and the, like, if you want to just get a glimpse of the cringe factor in that movie, just watch the basketball scene. You can go to YouTube and type in Catwoman basketball scene, and that, that's it. That's the vibe of the whole movie. Anyway, we're getting off track, but that movie is <laughs> Um, And then, so we already mentioned a bunch of actors in in here. Um, so Nicolas Cage, he plays Captain Steel, the pilot. Um, you know what movies he's in. Like, National Treasure is probably one of my... One of my favorites, even though it's a ridiculous movie. Gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Exactly. And then Chad Michael Murray, he is in One Tree Hill, that TV show from forever ago that I kind of loved. It was good. It was all right. Why weren't there more trees? I don't know. I don't know. You would think they'd want more shade. Um, And then Leah Thompson, she plays Chloe's mom um, or Nicolas Cage's wife in this movie. She's actually in Back to the Future. She plays the love interest of Marty McFly. I bet she wants to make a DeLorean to go back and make sure this movie never gets created. (laughs) And then um, Jordan Sparks actually plays a minor role. She's one of the characters on the plane. Um, and she's a singer. She's been in other, like, movies, too. Uh, anyway. Yeah, she plays a minor role because she, maybe because she's a minority. And I don't think we actually see any uh, <laughs> non-white characters get raptured. No, we do. In the plane sitting next to Buck. Oh, one person. One person, yeah, honestly. Yeah, that's another thing with uh, Christian Mingle in this movie is that all the main characters are white. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. not good, not good. We'll see. (laughs) Even the pastor who is black doesn't get, you know, raptured. That's true, that's true. I know they did, I think they made it a point to at least rapture one um, person of color in the movie. But, yeah, no. It's not very, it's not very good when thinking about diversity and inclusion and all that stuff. So we'll see. I mean, I guess if we see more diversity in the second one, that's probably worse because it's the rise of the Antichrist. And everybody in the movie has already been left behind. Exactly. Oh my goodness gracious. So I guess we'll see. But anyway, so you already know our next movie is Left Behind 2, Rise of the Antichrist. It is going to be in theaters. So Mike and I will be in theaters to see that next movie. Um, I tried looking up to see if it'd be available on anything else. Um, I'm not sure. Um, So you may need to go to the theaters to watch it along with us. Um, But maybe as it gets close to... Well, when is it released? Is it has it already been released? It has. It has been released. So maybe it's going to be making its way on streaming platforms very soon because I can't imagine that doing very well. <laughs> Absolutely not. I I mean the first one has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes and lost a whole bunch of money. I can't I don't even understand why almost 10 years later they decided to make a sequel and put it in theaters with none of the original cast but all of the original characters. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting. It is. When Nicolas Cage says, no, I'm not doing this movie, but Corbin Burnson says, yeah, I'll do this movie, you've got a problem. You probably shouldn't make that movie. Honestly. Um, 
And then just a reminder, next week is when we're going to randomly select from our viewer picks of movies. So if you can um, continue to get your recommendations into us on any of our social media platforms or by sending us an email to tragediesonscreen at gmail.com, that would be fantastic um fantastic <laughs> ooh. um and so we'll need that by february 13th so that's next monday day before valentine's day that's true day before valentine's Maybe day even send us a romantic comedy you hate which is all of them <laughs> no that's not true <laughs> um but yeah so make sure you send in your recommendation and next week we will pick randomly selected from just the viewer recommendations yeah we've already got some crazy movies in there we've got jason x which is a jace a friday the 13th movie in space we got friday the 13th jason takes manhattan we've got it lives we've got uh i can't remember the name of it right go now shark. yeah go shark we've got another nicholas cage movie where he spends the night alone and animatronics come to life and try to attack him kind of like five nights at freddy's so we got movie a lot these are horror movies and i think it's because horror kind of plays itself into a so bad it's good kind of movie with all of its you know very obvious and noticeable tropes that just get reused over and over and over again um and a lot of b movies are horror movies because they're just so easy to do you got a monster you've got nicholas cage or another actor and they fight each other and somebody dies the end the end yeah and so you know but send, again send us any movie you want you want us to watch for the tragedies on screen podcast to our facebook page at tragedies on screen tweet at us tragedies on screen um you can get to our instagram page tragedies on screen or send us a, an email tragedies on screen at gmail.com or if you know me in person you can come up to me and say hey mike i want you to add this movie or if you know jess in person uh you're much more likely to find her because she is much more friendly and outgoing you can <laughs> go up to her and say hey jess i want you to add this movie so yeah, we will announce the winner and at the end of our next episode and then we'll watch that. We'll do a full on first look, a full on watch party and then we'll have our episode and where we'll announce we'll say your name on the episode. Also, you can send us in comments uh, about our movies at any time. You can send us movies to add to our list of bad movies at any time um, at the same places, and we can read your comments on the podcast. But for now, I'm Mike, this is Jess, and we are Tragedies, Tragedies on, on Screen. screen.